You know, we've looked forward to this weekend so much as we come to talk about Jesus is our healer. And, um, you know, I am absolutely convinced that the media is against us having services on a Sunday in the winter. And they pour out these huge fears of what's going to happen. But you've made it here this morning. And I am absolutely thrilled because I know that God is going to do something significant. And it's our joy today on this Sunday that we are talking about Jesus being our healer to have with us Brian Fenimore on the Plumline team. Of course, Adam and Kelly are our people. They belong to us. You know, they're from Riverside. And uh, we're thrilled at the way the Lord has led them uh, into the ministry of Brian and uh, Plumline. And we're thrilled that they're here today. I I trust you're ready now to hear the word of the Lord. And uh, will you give a huge Riverside welcome to Brian Fenimore as he comes to share. pleasure to be here with you. Um, I actually like your, your pastor to come home with me, but I don't know if that'll happen. Please join me in prayer. Father, we just uh, bless you and thank you for your goodness. As we look at your word today, would you allow it to go forth and accomplish what you have purposed in your heart? Uh, we've come to meet you today, Lord, and we thank you for all that you have in your heart for us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Well, this has been an awesome weekend. We've had the joy of talking about the Lord being our healer. And uh, as before I start into the message specifically, I'd like to just tell you real quick, when I first started this journey of walking with the Lord, I was just so grateful that I had known Jesus as my Savior that that was pretty much all I wanted out of my Christian experience. And I've had the Lord in his mercy um, work with me about this idea of who he is and how he wants to express himself in our daily experience. Um, When I was going through Bible college, the Bible college I was going through, we used to actually um, make fun of the ministry that Jesus was doing today uh, because we didn't understand it. Uh, We didn't understand why the Lord wanted to do it. And I remember the day where the Lord actually told me, look, I'm still healing today. And once he told me that, that actually made me have to deal with a reality of my life. If Jesus is still healing today, did he just want me to know that fact, or am I to be involved in it in any sense of the word? And after the Lord started showing me that he was still healer, he began to address the idea that I needed to pray for people. And I don't know where you guys are in your walk with the Lord, but when the Lord calls you to do something to participate with him, you have this, this incredibly joyous learning curve that you have to go through. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to talk about one of the things that the Lord does for us is he begins to model to us the reality of our authority as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to talk about the authority to heal. Now, if you have your uh, Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Genesis chapter uh, 1, verse 26, and I believe they're going to be showing it to you also here on the screen. Uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26. Now, as we're looking at this passage, let me first give some definition here. 
When we talk about the authority in anything in the kingdom of God, where it's authority to preach the gospel or heal the sick or to drive out demons or to raise the dead or to just go to work or to be a father or whatever God has given us authority, and we need to understand how the Bible describes the word authority. First, we need to understand that authority is the power or the right delegated to a person from someone greater. So when God has given us authority to represent his son, it's not something that we possess that we can use however we want. It's delegated, which means he tells us what he wants us to do. So that points to the reality that the Lord wants us to have, um, as I'd like to term it, a dynamic relationship with him, where I'm learning to walk with him, hear from him, and do what he's doing in a situation. So authority is delegated authority, and the Bible points to this idea that this is how God has created man. So if you look here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says this. I'm reading out of the NASB, and it says, And then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then listen to how he puts this. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle and all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, a couple things here real quick. God has said to man, I have given you this authority. And so these are, in the terms of the kingdom of God, this is where the Bible uses the term called the, the laws of kings. And the laws of kings is like this. When a person of authority speaks something, it becomes law. Now, when God is saying, I have given you authority, it's something he does not take back from man. Man represents him. You and I represent him on this planet. And so God has decided to limit his working through humanity specifically. So that means that God has decided that he's going to listen to our prayers, he's going to move on our behalf, but he's going to allow it to work through our lives. And so God doesn't just indiscriminately do things. He waits for man to cry out for him to move on behalf. Now, with that being given to us, we need to understand, if that's the way that God has done it, what is God's plan through history with this idea of authority, especially in the arena of healing? Well, what we see is, we see that, according to what it tells us in Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray, he says, now pray this way, our Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God has a will for people, and that's what we're going to look at now. What is his will for people's lives? But how he wants it expressed is through our lives. So we pray, let us find out what you want to do in a situation, and then let us be the ones that you work through to extend the kingdom of God. So what are the areas of authority? Now, um, as I look at the scripture, I believe that the most dynamic person in human history to uh, express what the authority of God looks like is the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he comes on the scene and models what man is to look like as a representative of God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, now this is the standard that I want you and I to focus our life on. Now, if you guys are like I am, I look at Jesus and sometimes I'm just so blown away by how he lives his life. And I sometimes just look at that and then I look at my own life and I think, well, there's this incredible gap between me and him. And I think when I, what I'd want to do is just sit around and marvel at what Jesus does, not try to do anything that Jesus did. And I've had the Lord challenge me on this thing. I want you to be like my son 
as you represent me. So let's talk about the first area that Jesus demonstrates authority. It's in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, and it's where he's um, training the disciples, and it's called the, the authority that's in our words. So God has decided that some authority is some. Authority is expressed how we speak things. That's why the Bible tells us if we're made in the very image of God, we see that when God says things in certain areas, things change. We see the same reality, that when God speaks to us and then we represent him and speak, things are supposed to change in our lives. Uh, The most wonderful thing about this testimony that we saw is the song being sung to the little girl. The singing, the speaking, the releasing of the authority of God in a situation. And so here in Luke 10, verse 17, it tells us this. Now, in the passage here, which is really good, is this isn't Jesus doing it. He's actually sent out uh, 70 men to represent him. And he's now telling them, this is where you have authority. And he says this. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall harm you. And then they basically come back and said, wow, the demons submit to us in your name. He says, that's because I've given you authority, and I watched Satan fall like lightning from the heavens. Now, what's interesting here is he's pointing to the fact that he has given this to people that represent him. Uh, The passage also points to the fact that Serpents and scorpions is a symbolic language for demons. That you don't have to be afraid of them, that the Lord has given us authority over them, and that none of the power of the enemy shall harm you. Now, I don't know if you guys are like I am, but when I look at that sometimes, I go, yeah, but look at all the evil on the planet today. And yet, here's Jesus telling us his word, but I've given you authority that none of his power will have authority over you. But how do we express it? We have to actually... Stand against it, speak against it, proclaim against it, and worship against it. Another way that Jesus expressed authority, and that's what we're here representing this weekend, is healing. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 9, um, as we're looking at this passage, I just want to present something to you. When I was studying the arena of healing for today, uh, what's been going on in the history of healing both in Europe and the United States, Um, I ended up finding a book written by a physician where he was um, actually cataloging the ministry of Jesus just for a historical research. And in his study, he ended up finding out that Jesus, his healing ministry was so powerful and so significant that he actually wiped out certain diseases in the Palestine area by the time he was done doing healing ministry. Now, that's pretty powerful. In fact, you see that Jesus' healing ministry, he had campaigns where he'd go into regions and just heal people for two or three days straight without preaching or teaching. He was the demonstration of what God had intended. God is a healer. He loves healing people. And it's modeled here in Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. It says this, For I to him, now Jesus is talking to a centurion, and he's trying to explain authority. He says, I to him, a man under authority, And with soldiers with me, and I say to this one, now go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And I say to this slave, do this, and he does it. Now, here the centurion is explaining how authority works, and Jesus commends him, and he says, wow, you understand this. I I want my people to understand this. You understand that if you hear from a greater authority to go do something or say something, you're to do the same. And that's how authority works in the kingdom of God. Um, 
Several months ago, we were in Colorado, in Denver, Colorado, and they've been experiencing the joyous winter just like you guys have. Um, I'm always chasing blizzards everywhere through the country. And so uh, we were out in Colorado, we were doing a healing service, and we were um, practicing how to speak with um, authority to conditions uh, that people have. And this one gentleman was actually having a hard time walking because he had this um, disease that were causing his feet to swell. And one of the people that are on staff with us out in Colorado, uh, we were trying to figure out, now let's hear from God and speak what the Lord wants us to. And so this guy on staff felt like the Lord encouraged him to just command the swelling to leave in the man's feet. Now, as you learn to grow in anything that Jesus calls you to do, you're just as shocked that this stuff happens as I am. I mean, I'm always amazed that God does this. I don't know if it's how I look at myself, but it's just the reality that the kingdom of God is so startling sometimes that it just catches you off guard on how the Lord does this. So this person on staff spoke to this man, and, he's, and, the guy, and he asked him, now, do you feel any better? And he goes, well, I don't know. And he said, well, your feet are swollen, right? And he said, yeah. He said, well, why don't you take off your shoes and let's look at them. So the guy pulls off his shoes, and then he pulls off his socks, and I'm just kind of watching this from the side, and he's looking at his feet, and he just starts weeping and crying, and we're both looking at him like, well, what's wrong? And, and we, di- we didn't think he got healed. He said, my feet have never looked like this over the last decade. And he got kind of happy and started dancing around and screaming in the room, which we try to keep people from doing. The man was healed, and he was shocked. He went, can that kind of authority be given to men? And the answer to that is, yes. God has given you and I this authority, but we have to learn to walk in it and to exercise it. The next one area that Jesus gives authority is in the arena of deliverance. And let's look at the passage here. We have it in Luke chapter 4, verse 36. It tells us this. And amazement came upon them all, and they began to discuss with one another, what is this message and this authority and power that he commands unclean spirits, and they come out of him? Now, this is, I, I find this fascinating. Um, when it comes to the arena of dealing with the enemy... Think about this just for a moment, how wonderful Jesus has done for us. It tells us in Scripture that he has delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and, deli- and put us in the kingdom of his dear son. And that reality where when we are in the enemy's kingdom, he victimized us, he terrorized us, he brought evil towards us, he depressed us. I mean, he was just a wicked being. And then the the Lord Jesus Christ comes and rescues us out of that and brings us into the kingdom of his dear son, whom he loves. And part of what I'd call the triumph of what Jesus has done on the cross is to show you that this person who just terrorized you when you were in his kingdom, you have authority over him, and God wants to show you the triumph of his love in your life to where you learn to stop his activity in your life and other people's lives. I used to think, you know, deliverance is messy. It's um, not really a lot of fun. And, and there's always this stuff that I don't understand. And now that the Lord has allowed me to participate with him in this, I've realized something. This is wonderful and glorious that Jesus sets people free. And it's just powerful to be with him in his ministry as he comes in people's lives and where the enemy has tried to convince them that they have no hope, They have no future. God sets them free from that and puts their feet on solid ground. It brings great joy to the Lord for you and I to deliver people from evil and from darkness. 
And then the last area, which I, I'm really excited about, I'm excited about all this, but I'm really excited about this, is Jesus has given us authority in the arena of miracles. Now, this is in Luke chapter 5, verse 24, and it tells us this. Now, when I first got around the, the idea of miracles, uh, as we were hearing the testimony again, God does sometimes progressive healing, sometimes God does miracles. When the Lord started talking to me about miracles, I, I found myself struggling, thinking, well, I'm just kind of unworthy for this. I mean, are you sure you really want me to participate in this, Lord? Because uh, are you aware of how my life is? Are you aware of what's going on inside my life? And yet I had the Lord in his kindness go, well, Brian, first, I've redeemed you. And second, this is not about you. This is about people that I want you to minister to. Now, I believe that preaching, healing, deliverance, and miracles is basic 101 Christianity. And when we get really good at that, God sends us to another city like Chicago to do the exact same thing. So while we're here, God wants us to realize that he wants to show up because God, by his very nature, is miraculous. He wants to show up and not only capture our attention that he does miracles, but that we begin to expect him to do miracles. Now, isn't that interesting? Expect God to do miracles. Let's look at the passage, Luke chapter 5, verse 24. Now, this is Jesus just doing his ministry, and he says, But in order that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin, he says to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take your stretcher, and go home. Now, isn't his ministry just stunning? Now, about over a decade ago, I I had this wonderful opportunity to go to Mexico. And um, while we're there, we're just training leaders and pastors, and um, the Sunday morning service, the, the pastor is talking to me. It was actually a, a, a sanctuary like this. It was an old movie theater. And we're in the back, and he has this talk with me, and he says, Now, Brian, if you give words of knowledge for healing, just give them, and then follow this elder out the door, because you don't have time to pray for people. You only get 30 minutes to eat lunch, and then we have about 1,000 leaders coming from around the country for you to do more training in the afternoon. That's how he set it up. Um, I did a message on the promises of God, and then the Lord in his kindness gave about nine words of knowledge for healing what he wanted to do. So I gave the nine words of knowledge. Uh, all of a sudden, instead of like nine people coming up, over three or 400 people came up for healing. And so the, we didn't have like a back door to go out of, so we had to jump off the stage, and we're starting to make our way up the aisle. And we get enveloped by a whole crowd of people. And we're, we're trying to, I'm trying to follow the elder, and they're pushing their way through people. And I hear this bizarre sound. It sounds like a bowling ball that's coming towards me. There's clump, 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 clump. And it's this lady who's um, crippled with a walker, and she's chasing us. And, and we can't make our way, and she intersects us and cuts us off. And we're standing there. And by the way, just so you understand, this is um, a season where the Lord was just trying to convince me that he did this kind of stuff. Because even though he said... I want to do this. I didn't know how to participate in it. So um, this lady cuts us off, and her and this, uh, I don't speak Spanish, but her and this elder are having this discussion, and she's pointing at me really aggressively. You know, I, I, I don't know Spanish, so all I can say is Jocado Taco Bell. Okay. So she's saying something, and he's, no. And, and their, their conversation's getting more intense. And she's pointing at me again and yelling louder. And he's, no. And she's doing it again. And finally, he just stops and he starts laughing. And he, and he goes, 
Mr. Fenimore, this lady said that she's not going to let us get by you. She's not going to let us pass unless you heal her. And she said that if we try to get away, she's going to scream and chase us to the parking lot. So would you mind praying for her? (laughs) Isn't this wonderful? And so I'm looking at her. Now, she's crippled. Uh, she wants to be healed. Have you guys ever had those situations presented in front of you? A, a situation needs a miracle, and all of a sudden you have to try to find one. All I'm now I'm thinking in my head is, where's Smith Wigglesworth when you need him? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out, now how do I get out of the building without bringing shame to myself or the Lord Jesus Christ? And I realize I'm pinned down. So now I have to pray for her. So I'm trying to get in this posture. We, we learned this in Kansas City. If you put your hands on your hip and put your head down, that means you're really spiritual and you're trying to connect with the Lord. And so I'm trying to, I'm taking this position, but inside of myself, I am stressed out and I'm just complaining. Lord, why do you put me in these kind of positions? I don't know what to do for this lady. And I'm just blah, 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 blah. And the Lord just, he brings his presence and he quiets me and he goes, Brian, I never asked you to do a miracle. All I asked you to do is to listen to what I said and do what I'm doing. I thought, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He said, so don't worry about her hips or her walking or any of that other stuff. I want to show you what's going on in this woman's life. I said, all right. So he shows me a picture of her as a little girl and her uh, family pointing at her and cursing her. And he said, now this has happened to her. And... uh, She's struggling with unforgiveness, and I want to work through that issue in her life. So you need to talk to her about that. And I saw through the translator, I'm saying, now, would you ask her if, as a little girl, her family stood uh, uh, opposed to her and started cursing her and made her life rough? And she said, yeah, that's right. My, my family has made it hard on me my whole entire life. They've disowned me and all that. And the Lord has me lead her through forgiving them and releasing them. And I thought, well, thank the Lord. Now I don't have to worry about healing her anymore. I, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Now I can leave. But then this phrase, I didn't understand how this worked, this phrase comes up in my head. Ask her what she'd do if she was healed right now. And so I just thought, I'll just do it. So, hey, what would you do if you were healed right now? And she said, well, I guess I'd put my walker to the side, and I'd just walk over there and walk back. Now, sometimes the way the gift of faith works, because we're so fearful and timid, God just kind of brings his presence, this confidence, and you end up saying things that you regret after you say and so all of a sudden, I'm looking at her. She said, I guess I'd walk there and come back. And this, this eruption of faith comes. And all of a sudden, I say, well, just do it. And I thought, now, why did I say that? Where are those words? <laughs> and she was startled. And she looked at us. And she takes her walker. This was so bizarre. She takes her walker. She just folds it up. And she puts it right there. Now, this lady was crippled. Her legs were bent in. And if she took one little step, she was going to fall forward. All right, now I said, just do it. And then I thought, oh, no, she's going to fall. And so she starts trying to move her hips. And as she does it, the elder and I are trying to, like, keep her from falling. And she's looking at us like, what are you guys doing? And we're we're trying to keep her from falling. And we're also looking at her feet. And as she's starting to walk, her feet are straightening out. And the elder and I are saying, we're the ones praying, right? We're going, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And now she's, she's looking at us, and we're still around her like this, trying to keep her from falling. And she finally just knocks our hands away from her and goes, get away from me. <laughs> and she keeps walking. And all of a sudden, she gets to a certain point. She just stops, 
And she lifts her hands up like this, and when you looked at her legs, her hips were still out of alignment, and they dropped, and she was completely healed, and she just turned around and said, I'm whole. And I'm looking at her, now, I'm the one that prayed for her. I'm looking at her going, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. In fact, I started touching myself. Is this a dream? What's going on here? We, she starts crying, and we start crying, and we hand her back her walker, and I said, well, I, I don't think you're going to need this anymore. And she just kind of puts it on her shoulder and walks out of the room. The elder and I are looking at each other, trying to make our way through the crowd, going, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I'm, I'm actually trying to get myself to accept the fact that Jesus just did this thing. I'm in the car beating the dash. I don't believe it. I get back home, the Lord has a conversation with me, and he starts explaining, Brian, this is where everybody starts. It's my job to show you that I'm able to do these things. All I'm asking you is to participate in these things. Okay? So what has Jesus called us to? When it comes to people with their physical bodies or their souls or their relationships, everything is kind of difficult, isn't it? Jesus didn't ask us to be miracle workers, per se, in our own strength. He called us to be in a difficult place and expect a miracle. We're here with you this morning. We believe that God wants to come and do that for us. Here's some words of knowledge. And what I'd like to do is this. If you have these conditions, the Lord is indicating to you, I'm wanting to come to you. I'm wanting to make myself present to you. So as I give these words of knowledge, what they're going to be is they're words of how the Lord wants to minister to people this morning. If you have these, I know there are some people up there. If you're, if you're up there and you can't make your way down, please just stand where you're at. But if you're down here, if you can make your way to the front, um, if there's a ministry team, if I could have you, please come up and we're going to pray for these people. Okay. So the first one is this. Now, the Lord was showing me some people actually having problems breathing, and I was asking him, is that asthma or what is it? The Lord said, no, I just want you to cover this. If you have problems with your lungs or breathing, the Lord wants to release his healing presence to you today. So if that's you, would you please stand up and make your way forward? And I'm just going to read these, and if this applies to you, just make your way up. The next one is this. Um, He was showing me, uh, again, back problems are kind of common, but he was showing me specifically someone Uh, The right side of their hip is just inflamed and in pain all the time. If that's you, please just make your way. I know your hip's probably bothering you, but if you can, stand up and make your way forward. The next one is this. The Lord showed me that several people here had damaged their shoulders. Uh, There were pain in their shoulders. It was causing an inflammation in their shoulder. If you've had damage to your shoulder or pain, please make your way forward. Or if you're up there, please stand. The Lord wants to minister to you. And then... Also with the shoulder, he was showing me that some people right here, this, I'm sure you're really excited about this, but you have a muscle right here called your trapezius muscle. Uh, He was showing me some people had inflamed areas of this part of their muscle that was causing literally them to have neck spasms and inflammation. If you have pain in your shoulder area right here in your trapezius muscle, or it's inflamed in your shoulder and your neck, please make your way forward. The Lord would like to minister to you. All right, now... Some of you are saying, well, I have other conditions. These are not it. We're actually going to minister to you also. But for these people that are here first, if I could just have you guys, everyone just kind of come forward and just spread out a little bit right here that, so that we can minister to you. Thank you. All right. We were doing this uh, yesterday. Um, I hope you guys are comfortable with it. 
just so that you can receive from the Lord, can you guys kind of put your hands out like it's Christmas? Thank you. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask the Lord to bring his healing presence to you. And then I'm going to ask the ministry team, you guys go ahead and just pray as you feel like the Lord wants you to, all right? So just for a moment, you guys, uh, your job is not to pray for yourself right now. Your job is to let the Lord minister to you. So you just enjoy the Lord, okay? And the ministry team will pray for you. So Holy Spirit, would you come now, Lord, and bring your healing power and presence to these people? And Lord, I ask that you would begin to move on their bodies and over their lungs, over their um, shoulder, um, over this pain in the neck, uh, the lung problems. I ask, Lord, that you would release your power over them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I forgot. One more word of knowledge. The Lord was showing me that some people are having eating disorder problems. If you have problems with eating or eating disorder, also stand up or make your way forward so that we can pray for you. Okay, for the rest of you as you're watching here, uh, I'm going to talk a little softer so that I don't interrupt what they're doing. If you have a condition yourself that you need healing from, would you just turn your heart to the Lord with me right now, and I'm going to pray a blessing over you, okay? Father, I ask that for each person here, whatever they're working with or dealing with, I ask that you'd bring your very presence over them right now and begin to restore them, O Lord. We break the power of pain and infirmity over their lives. And we ask, Lord, that the same power that raised Christ from the dead would touch their mortal bodies right now. That you would begin to heal them, God. I just bless you, Lord, and I thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. How many believe you've had a touch from God this morning? Amen. I'm trying to see the young lady I just talked to. Is Brittany? Are you where are you sitting, Brittany? Oh, there you are. All right. I I just met Brittany for the first time. And uh, she's got a wonderful friend that brought her to church this morning. And uh, Brittany's about to become a doctor. And uh, this week, in a remarkable way, I've been walked away from the Lord Jesus um, through the words of a friend. Uh, She came right back to Jesus. And uh, right here this morning, she surrendered everything to Jesus Christ. And she was saying, what a remarkable thing. Give her a big welcome to Riverside. Bless you, Brittany. Praise God. How many know that God is in the house? Amen. God is in the house. If I were you, I wouldn't go home now. I'd stay for second service. Because there's remarkable things going to happen. And uh, if you've been touched and you know you've been healed, come and tell uh, Brian and the team so they can be encouraged uh, as they uh, walk on in faith. And um, uh, some remarkable things were happening along here this morning. And uh, I just know that God is moving powerfully. And um, 
You know, it's one of those moments where the presence of God is so real. You don't want to interfere with it. You almost don't know what to say. That's where we're at right now. So um, if you didn't come forward as a result of the words of knowledge, but you're in need of prayer, I'm not going to bring you forward, but just stand where you are right now and say, Pastor, will you pray right now for me? Because there's a real sense of the presence of God here. And, and I believe that you can be touched where you are right now. I really do. Amen. That's right. That's right. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You know, I like the way that Brian puts it. I, just hold your hands out as if you're going to receive a gift, a Christmas present. I love it. I'm learning the And just believe that Jesus is walking these aisles, coming right where you are. And he's going to put a healing touch into your hands and into your body in the name of Jesus. So right now, Jesus, we pray that you will walk these aisles, go along these rows, go to the people that you love. These are people that you love. And Jesus, will you now begin to drop into people's hands and lives your healing touch in your powerful name. We speak to migraines and tell them to be gone. We speak to anxious thoughts and stress and say, peace be still. We come on the authority of Jesus' name and we say to every out-of-line bone to be put back in line. We come in Jesus' name right now to say that every pain will now leave in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that your touch will come right now, Jesus, and that people will feel the weight of anxiety lift from them. We pray in your name right now, Jesus, that it will be every cold, every influenza bug, everything that is troubling. I pray right now in your presence that the healing virtue of Jesus will come. Lord Jesus, right now, give your gift of faith to people. That they will know that they are set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let the presence of Jesus just overwhelm you right now where you say thank you thank you just say thank you Jesus thank you for turning up for me coming to where I'm sitting coming to me and my need delivering me from my dilemma thank you for knowing about me and caring about me and loving me enough to come right into this place and come right to where I'm sitting Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I really have this thing about stress in my mind right now. That if you're going through a time of stress, it may be work, family, financial stress. I want you to, I want you to not only hold your hands up, I want you to literally see Jesus in front of you and give that stress to Jesus right now. Because he wants to carry it from this moment. He wants to take you up in his arms and say, I've got you, you're mine. 
whatever happens, nothing will cause me to change my mind about you. I love you. Jesus says, I love you. Right now, Lord, we give up every bit of stress to you. The anxiety that causes us to not sleep at night. I pray for any that have not been sleeping, that tonight they will have the best sleep of their lives. In fact, they'll, they'll sleep in tomorrow morning and wonder what happens. I pray in your name that you will deliver them from any anxiety that keeps them awake. I pray that you will break the hold of any thought that says that they are people that don't sleep at night. They will sleep the sleep of the righteous tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, hear my cry in your mighty name. Now receive a touch from heaven in Jesus' name. And know that you can never be the same from this morning. From this moment on, everything will change because of the presence of Jesus in your life. Because as you leave this place now, you are not leaving alone. Jesus is coming with you. And you can know this presence of God anytime, any day. You can turn to Him. He's going to be there. And you can pour it all out to Him. Let's all stand right now. And what I want you to do, I want you to put your hands together and give God all the praise and all the glory for His presence in this place. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift it up to Him. We bless your name. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. You are worthy of our praise, O oh God. There is no one like you. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. You're the one that sets us free and keeps us in freedom. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We magnify your great name. We exalt your great name. We say you are higher than any other. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now go in the peace of Jesus, the love of God, and with the comfort of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.